You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your Houston Texans. And as always, please remember to subscribe to Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. And as always, you should know by now, we are coming up on our one-year anniversary of when we took over this podcast. So, so you guys should know by now, I am your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman. And it, wow, it has been a year. Wow. Almost it's a year. A we took ride. over last March. Yeah, March is uh, in a couple of days in a blink eye and a skip away. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been almost a year coming up. <laughs> what a fun ride and we really appreciate all of you guys and I really do mean that all of you guys listening uh, criticizing talking crap following on Twitter giving a show well giving me uh, new show suggestions to watch because we know Cody doesn't partake in any of that but we really <laughs> are appreciative of all of you guys and I know one thing you guys are probably appreciative of the news the Houston Texans dropped earlier today well Bill O'Brien dropped. Now, as you guys know, Bill O'Brien was officially named the GM, given the title, because, I mean, what do girls say? I don't want a bond. I want the title. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I I, I don't want to be called, you know, your little something. I want the title. He was given the title of GM this offseason directly from Bob McNair, and the whole, you know, issue with that was, well, is he still going to be a head coach and calling plays at the same time. He's going to be taking on all three roles. And the news is Cody will go ahead and let him know. And the news is that Bill O'Brien has now passed the play calling duties over to offensive coordinator, Tim Kelly, which I'm very interested. I am very interested to see how this is going to work because I have some concerns and I also have some some encouraging words I would like to share with our listeners as well. So do you want to do that on the other side of the break? Let's go ahead and do that. Let's talk about the move to officially give up the play calling duties to Tim Kelly and how will that affect the Houston Texans this upcoming season? As we alluded to earlier in the show, the Houston Texans, well, Bill O'Brien, as a matter of fact, has now passed on the play calling duties over to offensive coordinator Tim Kelly. And this move is basically a huge move because, one, this is one that none of us saw coming, especially me. I thought for sure that Bill O'Brien was going to continue calling all the shots because he just seems like the guy who loved being empowered, you know? He just seems like that type yeah. of guy. And, you know, just just receiving the news that he has now passed on the play calling duties over to Kelly, it got me wondering about a lot of things, both good and bad. So, John, I'm going to ask you first. How do you feel about this new direction 
that not only O'Brien, but the Texans organization is moving into because you know it. You, I, the listeners, fans all around the, the, the Texans nation, we have all had problems with Bill O'Brien pay, play calling in the past, but it was nothing like it was this past season, especially in a playoff game where you were up 100 to zero over the Kansas City Chiefs. John, I'm going to let you take the floor. Well, before I even take the floor, I want to say this. Kelly has been with O'Brien since he served as an intern at Penn State for two years. Uh, He's in his second season as offensive coordinator officially. So we know that they have chemistry. They have a work relationship that dates back several, almost 10 years now. If you remember, Bill O'Brien took over at Penn State when, you know, Penn State was going through, oh, my gosh, hell and more hell and then high water. So they've worked with each other before. My concern is this, and a fan even, a listener of the show, a fan of the Texans even said it, and the group chats were buzzing throughout the throughout the day. There's two concerns I have. We really don't know what's the difference between Tim Kelly calling plays and Bill O'Brien calling plays, which leads me to concern number two. Yeah, we may have Tim Kelly noted as the offensive coordinator, but there's a reason why this is actually big news because Bill O'Brien has predominantly been the play caller. And the thought behind my idea is, well, how long is this going to continue to last? How long would Bill O'Brien say, okay, I trust Tim Kelly week one. I trust Tim Kelly week two. I trust Kim, Tim Kelly week three, week four, week five. Like how long is Bill O'Brien going to stay away from play calling duty. And also have a thought was about if this move was made because maybe McNair got involved and, you know, had a conversation with Bill O'Brien and said, hey, listen, we'll give you the power. You're the head coach. You have the title of GM because that's what you are now. You have to let up a little bit. And he trusts him, Kelly. I just don't know. Even with their relationship with one another, even with their history and past, I don't know the difference between a Bill O'Brien ran offense and a Tim Kelly ran offense. And that's my concern. And your concern is the same thing that I'm having. Although it might seem like they are the same person, Tim Kelly might be a whole different beast. He might be the one who can finally unlock the full potential of Deshaun Watson. And that's what I'm more more excited about. Because this is a guy in Bill O'Brien, you know what he's going to do, whether if it's in the first play of the game or if it's the last play of a playoff game. You you basically can predict what Bill O'Brien is going to do. Kelly, on the other hand, we don't know. And I have a feeling that he might be the guy who can possibly unlock the full potential of Deshaun Watson. Because as great as he has been throughout his first three years, I kind of feel like Bill O'Brien was holding him back. I'm excited to see what he's going to do because it's different. So it's going to be exciting. At the end of the day, you, I, and all the listeners, we basically got what we wanted. Once we found out Bill O'Brien was going to stick around as the head coach, we say he needs to get off play play calling duty, and he is now offered. 
But the next problem is, well, not really a problem, but the next question I have, what's going to happen if the McNair family realize that the Texans are a hell of a lot better on offense under Kelly than they were under O'Brien? Do you think then we will see a coaching change? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Listen, Bill O'Brien is here to stay as head coach. That's just what it is. And Tim Kelly is here to stay as offensive coordinator for however long Bill O'Brien actually sees fit. And the, the funny thing about this whole move is, like I mentioned, does Bill O'Brien have some sort of trust issue? I say that because in his first six seasons, O'Brien gave up play calling once. That was in 2015. In his second season, where he promoted George Gossie to offensive coordinator and allowed him to call plays. Gossie was later stripped of play calling duties and fired. So the only thing that separates Gossie and Kelly is history. It's past. They've been together for a while. Kelly and, and O'Brien have been at each other's hip for a long time. Like I said, dating back to Penn State. They've had ups. They've had downs. They've been all around. So that's the only true element separating Gotsi and Kelly. And another thing that I'm optimistic about is how well of a workmanship, even you know Deshaun Watson has mentioned uh, before, working with Tim Kelly. They have a great relationship. And you mentioned how maybe this can be another step for Watson in his career, which will be, of course, if it's better for Watson, it's better for the Texans. That's just how it works. Well, that's an interesting piece to continue to look at over the course of this entire offseason. Let's let's see how training camp goes. Let's see how OTAs goes. Let's see how preseason goes. Because as a head coach, especially since last year, Bill O'Brien had how many unofficial hats? Head coach, play caller, GM, assistant GM, uh, just a whole nine. Had a lot going on, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're not really able to focus on one specific area Monday through Thursday, Monday through Friday, Tuesday through Saturday. Like whenever you play your game, that's not really your job, especially in Bill O'Brien's case where you were – Literally doing too much. Not a bad way. Hands were dealt. That's the cards you got. You have to do what you have to do. So Kelly now has another year to work with Deshaun Watson. After previous years with working with Deshaun Watson. And he knows what Deshaun really does well. And he knows, well, at least he should know. He should know what Deshaun Watson is not really just mastered yet. But my only concern is. We do not know the difference between a Tim Kelly offense and a Bill O'Brien offense. You want to know the difference of an offense we know when Will Fuller is on the field and when and when Will Fuller is not on the field. When they run the ball on first down and when they don't run the ball on first down. Those are the only two offenses we know the difference in. Am I right or wrong? When Will Fuller's on the field, they scored an extra touchdown. What is it like 30 points? When they run the ball on first down throughout the entire 16-game season last year, I think they scored 13 points in the first quarter. Something along those lines compared to when they kick off the game, throwing and slinging it around, then they 
have high-scoring games. So those are the only two differences we know. Another difference between, hey, uh, Bill O'Brien, let's call this, or vice versa. Hey, Tim, I think this is going to work better. We don't know. Is that something you want to – this is a very important season, if we even get all of this season, because we know the CBA agreement, that's the hottest topic in the NFL right now. No matter what happens with the Texans, no matter what happens in this offseason, if the CBA does not get done, then we're going to miss out on football. And just to bring it back, and we know how the CBA kind of connects with the Texans. We know what Ginger White has said. We know that Brennan Scarlett is one of the Texans representatives, so on and so forth. But we just don't know. We don't know. And going into a season where you ended last season on a very sad note. Now we have to see if Tim Kelly is, in fact, the answer or not. And that's the mm-hmm. most interesting point of view for me and concern. Well, for me, like I, like, like I said, it might seem like he might be the same guy. But at the end of the day, he's going to be different. Because first and foremost, it can't get no worse than what it was last year. Second of all, you have already stated it. Deshaun Watson and Kelly has a relationship. He knows what Deshaun Watson can can do on the field versus just being so conservative on things and and not taking risks. I guarantee you if we had Tim Kelly in that playoff game against the Chiefs last year, I'm pretty sure the Texans would have came out on top. And you know what two plays I'm always referring to, so I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about it right now because I'm I'm still upset about it. But at the end of the day, you you have to give him a chance, and I feel a lot confident in what he he's going to do with this offense versus what we have seen from Bill O'Brien ever since he has taken over this team. Yeah, it's definitely something we got to continue to keep our eye on, and uh, in the coming days because. There's a lot that's going on around the NFL, and like I said with the CBA, but the Texans, because of combines, uh, who's going to work out, who's not going to work out, are they going to skip the combine and just do their pro day at the school? Um, The Texans were talking to, had an unofficial conversation, an interview with Devin DuVernay out of UT and some other guys, so there is a lot to digest right now, but Tim Kelly is now officially forever. For how long? We don't know yet because we've seen this before with Gossie, the Texans OC. Well, to bring it back to Gossie, Gossie wasn't really that bad. I mean, they did end up going 10 and 6 throughout that season. He might have had trust issues, but at the end of the day, the big difference between Kelly and Gossie, one has Deshaun Watson and the other one did not. So I'm pretty sure that's going to create a lot more trust between O'Brien and Kelly versus Gossi and O'Brien. You know, I've been gone over the past couple of days covering the Rockets, covering UH basketball, working game day stuff with the Houston Sabercats. Just um, doing it all. Yeah, you know, just doing it all. You know, just just trying my, my hardest just to make sure I just stay busy and just go after this dream I have. But... At the end of the day, you know, there was a lot of talk 
there have been a lot of talks going on about the CBA. And, John, of course, I listened to the show that you did on yesterday, which was very good, by the way. And, uh, you know, you shared your thoughts on the CBA deal. But, I mean, I, I'm kind of indifferent about it, to be honest, because I'm looking at it from a standpoint. This is a, a, an, an opportunity for guys who are not the big superstars that we see. You know, only about 20% of the league are is is making – over $4 million. This is an opportunity for guys that's like the third string to finally get a huge payday. Now, John, maybe you can help me understand this, but I don't see a difference playing 16 games versus 17 games. That's just that's just one extra match. Like I spoke about yesterday on, uh, on the show, just there's pros and there's cons. Now, what are some of the pros? Well, number one, the players... Uh, they are adamant about the use of THC marijuana in the NFL because it does much more for the body in, in terms of healing, in terms of uh, using it for aches, pains, mm-hmm. concussions, the whole nine. And it's better than using a lot of the medicine pills or whatever they have now for these players in long term can screw up their liver. Uh, that's a pro. Uh, the fact that teams can not only use one franchise tag, I think that's a pro. I but do too. Add one extra game, and the incentive is just an extra $250,000, and you're cutting down preseason. So, either way it go, there's going to be 20 games between pre and regular season. The preseason shakedown, it wasn't much, it's just one game. You, you gave us an extra game in a regular season. The two hundred fifty thousand that you're giving, uh, that can be extra for the players, that's nice. So I'll tell you the biggest issue right now. It isn't the marijuana. It isn't the the the, the franchise tag. Honestly, I don't even think it's an extra game. It's the fifty fifty revenue split the players want. Now. If I'm going off what I think is going to happen, I think we're going to possibly miss some type of football in some form. I don't know if they're going to have a lockout all the way up until preseason. I'm not sure. But I do think a deal eventually gets signed at 49-51 player-owner revenue split. I think that's the biggest issue. If you're going to make us play an extra game, if that's what we have to do, okay, listen. If we play 17 games now, I believe they said it goes up to 48 and a half revenue split, which will shift $5 billion to the players, and they'll be able to use that, you know, but I don't see the owners giving up 50% of revenue. And with these smart players they have now, I don't see them, honestly, I don't see them taking anything less than 49 and a half. I'm only saying 49 to be optimistic. But I do believe we're going to miss football. This has been a topic me and a lot of friends have talked about for the last four or five years. I do think we're going to miss football. And I'm excited to see how it plays out, to be quite honest with you. Because without product, there is no money. So if you go out there and – because let's be honest, the NFL can throw whoever they want out there, right? But if you go out there – you grow apples, but your apples 
are just not good. You're not making any money. Nobody's buying your apples. Your fruit stinks. There's this episode of Seinfeld where uh, Joe was selling bad papaya. And he, it, was, it was bad. Right? But if you go out there and your fruit is the bomb, there's no GMOs, there's no toxins, they are they they grow in the best of conditions. People are gonna always come back and buy. So, in this case, the fruit are the players. They're giving you good product. The NFL is literally the best version of the highest sport. And what I mean is, you have the D League, you have all these other leagues, then you have the NBA, you have the minors, and then you have MLB, then you have boxing, then you have soccer. In American sports. NFL ranks king. There is no series. There, there are no, you know, it's one game to win it all. The Super Bowl. There's one game to get to the Super Bowl. There's no series. It's just one game, do or die. The NFL is the king. The players are the reason why you're making this money. Now, in regards to 10 years ago, when the, the settlement they had 10 years ago was just atrocious. And the years before, they know we are your money makers. We, without us, what do you have? Pay us. And I'm interested to see how this is going to play out. I think we get some lockout in some form or fashion. One, you have been talking about a lockout for at least the last three years. And two, I'm very upset that you use an example from Seinfeld. Uh, it's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> It's actually my favorite sitcom of all time. Wow. So. Yep. But I'm John some sports Scott Hickman. Another episode of Locked On Texas. Had a lot of fun with you guys. But I really do hope, you know, I'm going to say something really quick. In all seriousness. I really do hope that fans, because I spoke about it yesterday. Fans put themselves in the player's shoes because a lot of times as fans we are selfish we don't give a damn we want what we want we're babies i don't care if you worked a long day i don't care if you worked a double i don't work i don't care if you worked overtime i want my food now and if i don't get it i'm gonna throw a tantrum fans listener of of this show Lovers of football, because I've seen some of the most disgusting tweets to some of these players. And from these fans, you really have no room to talk because they can kind of buy your life 10 times over. But players are humble. Understand where they're coming from. You and I, Cody, we talk about sports. You write about sports. I write about sports. We are not actually putting our health on the line. These guys are. Every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, or occasionally Saturday. Whenever they play, I don't know. Who cares? That's what matters. And if you want to continue to see great, great product, what do you do? Allow the product to get what it needs in order to flourish. That's all I have to say, man. John, some sports guy, Hickman. Follow me on 
Twitter at some sports guy. Don't forget to go to youcanarguethatsports.com. Subscribe. Scroll all the way down. Find the email. Enter your email. Hit submit. You're going to be a subscriber. Happy to be back in the studio with my guy, my brother, Cody. What can I find you? You can find me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Until next time, what is a word from the wise? Hey, I know what a word from the wise can be from the both of us. If you know your worth, don't settle. Until next time, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.